It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins entered the 2023 offseason with a dire need at linebacker. But is David Long enough? What do the rankings look like for the Miami Dolphins at the linebacker position in the 2023 NFL Draft? And does it ultimately make sense to draft one with the talent that's available? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Saturday, April 22nd, 2023. And we're going to go ahead and put the bow on linebackers here today on the show for the 2023 NFL Draft. Of course, a week from today is day three of the 2023 NFL Draft. The Dolphins will have made several selections, presumably, uh, by this by this point one week from today. And uh, we've spent the last couple of days exploring the linebacker position specifically and doing deep dives on certain linebacker prospects and whether or not they would move the needle for Miami. So let's... Um, <clears throat> Let's put the bow on linebackers. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Your host here on Locked On Dolphins, uh, the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Shout out to the everydayers who check in on a daily basis and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NFL60 and use promo code NFL60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. We, um, we have pushed our way through linebackers, and I have done 10. And the immediate takeaway that I have, and we'll, we'll do 10 through one. And we, I want to acknowledge the two incumbent starters that the dolphins have, because it's, it's a nice threshold to draw a line in the sand for, for Miami. Um, the, the immediate observation that I have is that the middle class of this linebacker class is quite good. Uh, but the names at the top or the names that you would associate as being, upgrades over what the Dolphins currently have is kind of where I get tripped up. I think there's a lot of players that you're projecting them to the NFL level, and they're going to be quality depth pieces and core special teams players and rotational linebackers early on in their NFL careers, but how many of them are going to step into a three-hour role? That's the question that I have, and I don't have a definitive answer to, but I can tell you based off of my assessment, there's not many in this class that I have that level of confidence with. So let's acknowledge our two starters as David Long Jr. and Jerome Baker. And on this 100-point scale that I've put together to evaluate all these prospects in, David Long scores as an 86.7, and Jerome Baker scores as a 79.6. Okay, so those are your starters. Of the 10 linebackers that I've done, Alabama's Henry To'o To'o scored as the least 
engaging for me. A uh, little bit undersized, really struggled against the run. I thought his motor ran a little colder this year than I would have expected, uh, including in the Tennessee game. He transfer- transferred from Tennessee to Alabama. And there were just some some lulls and lapses in that tape that were kind of hard to ignore. And that was disappointing because I expected Toe Toe to be a really good fit because of all the zone match concepts and principles that Alabama runs in pass defense. And I think that football IQ element of Toe Toe is a match, but I don't see physicality. I don't see good run defending. I don't see good block deconstruction skills. And he's a little undersized. So he he's our 10th linebacker. He graded in as a 72.6. Uh, that That's a middle day three type grade for the Dolphins and, and would not expect him to have too much of a market. Uh, Dorian Williams from Tulane. It's a really toolsy player. I think that's the thing that jumps out the most to him. He's my ninth rated linebacker of the 10 that I did. And of course, the the, the objective was to hunt for as many day two candidates as possible. This well goes much, much, much deeper on day three, but this prospect spotlight series is really spotlighting those picks at 51 and 84. Just, you know, there's a lot of names that I would like for Miami, like Marte Mapu uh, from Sacramento State, who we didn't get to just because that numbers game would be so overwhelming to do this kind of content with. Uh, Dorian Williams, uh, really good tester, really good production this past year, but the tape was just kind of, meh, played it to lane, um, found his way around the ball often, but I didn't really see a lot of reps that got me up on the edge of my seat and really engaged in watching him. And I think that was the thing that I struggled with the most with Dorian Williams. Uh, Owen Popo from Auburn uh, comes in at number eight. He is a 76.67 uh, versus a 75.9 for Dorian Williams. So Popo, little undersized, doesn't have great length. Uh, very, very speedy, very explosive, very rangy, but a quintessential, in my mind, a 4-3 will linebacker that's just going to chase stuff down and, and uh, be a pursuit and, and rally to the football kind of player. Uh, I don't think he has... He'd certainly be a core teams player for the Dolphins, but I don't think he has anything that really moves the needle, especially in a world in which you're going to have to live in light box counts and not be protected by your defensive linemen as much. From here, uh, seven and up are kind of the players that I... I have some appetite for for the Dolphins. Uh, Cam Jones and Noah Sewell graded very closely to one another. Uh, Cam Jones is from Indiana, uh, 77, almost on the nose, a 77, and Noah Sewell is almost a 77 and a half. Okay, so that gets you up through seven and six. That's the bottom half of this top 10 is Toho Toho 10, Dorian Williams 9, Owen Popo 8, Cam Jones 7, Noah Sewell 6. Two very physical football players. I think Cam Jones has a little bit more upside. Noah Sewell, um, I-, I think, just needs to get more consistent. Uh, he's a-, a very heavy hitter at linebacker. Both these guys are heavy hitters. Cam Jones used to be a defensive back. He's moved his way forward and inside. Uh, looked like this year was going to be a really good year for him. Missed the last eight games of the season with a foot injury. Went to the Senior Bowl. Had a great week there. Uh, if If this was a player who had had the chance to put the full growth that he showed early this season on display... I think he could be higher than this. So this would be like, that would be like my day three sleeper type at linebacker would be Cam Jones from Indiana. Uh, Noah Sewell, on the other hand, has kind of plateaued. Uh, He came in as a freshman and looked really, really good. He's lost some range. He's not as dynamic. He's not as explosive. He takes some poor angles. Um, But he's a a sledgehammer between the tackles is really where he thrives. So that's the bottom five. And 
if you've been reading the, the ticker here on YouTube, you've seen that the top five, it's DeMarvian Overshone from Texas at five, Drew Sanders from Arkansas at four, Trenton Simpson from Clemson at three, Dion Henley from Washington State at two, and Jack Campbell from Iowa at one. Those were the five players that we did the spotlight series on over the course of the past several days. They all got a one-on-one look at who this player is, how they fit the Dolphins, and where the Dolphins may be able to draft him, so, or, or where I would have the appetite to draft him. So if you missed those spotlights, go back and listen. I know everybody, not the, the in the weeds with individual players who are not yet on the Dolphins isn't necessarily for everybody. Um, but if you're interested in, in who the definitive, like, hey, these, these guys end up like, I actually think they're day two options, it's those five guys. Um, 78.5 for Overshone, 79.25 for Sanders. Uh, Trenton Simpson was just over an 80. Diane Henley was an 83.7, and Jack Campbell was an 88.9. So again, David Long was an 86.67, and Jerome Baker was a 79. So of linebackers in this class... I really only think you have three immediate upgrade opportunities, and one of them is such a lateral move to Jerome Baker that I'd have a pretty hard time justifying it. So if we really boiled it down, I think the two targets that you have at 51, Dion Henley and Jack Campbell, are the only two upgrade opportunities that you have to improve a spot in your starting defense. Uh, And and that's what we're going to talk about next here on the show. But... The mystery is over at built.com over here on the uh, offhand on my, my other monitor. And they just dropped a new flavor, and it is a peanut butter puff, which you ha- don't have to say anything more as far as I'm concerned. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber. Lower in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely delicious. It's the life hack that you didn't know you needed. And they always do these limited supply New flavor drops, peanut butter puff is the new one, and, and puffs are like three musketeers with a consistency favor, uh, from a consistency uh, texture. They are to die for. I would take a puff right now if I had one in front of me, but I don't, uh, and I'm recording, so I have to go downstairs and get one after we're done, but that's neither here nor there. So go to built.com, and you can use promo code LOCKEDON15 to save 15% off your order of these limited supplies peanut butter puffs that dropped literally today. So go check it out. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, predictively speaking, targets at 51. If I look at the board for the Dolphins and how it stacks up and how I like the talent that's available... You kind of have this, I, I kind of have this hypothetical line in the big board that I'm creating, and we're right around 60 prospects at this point in time that we've graded. We'll be at 75 by the draft. And this proverbial line is sitting right at about like 18, 18 players, I would say is probably a fair assessment. 
And not all of them are going to make it to the Dolphins because some of them are Bijan Robinson and Jalen Carter and uh, Paris Johnson Jr., Tommy Atabare, uh, as examples. Um, so the objective is to have as many of those players north of the 18-player mark that are available. And from a linebacker's perspective, the only players that qualify are Dion Henley and Jack Campbell. Because the the thing that I'm going to do that I'm really looking forward to doing when we have all the finished grades is we're going to do not just a vertical draft board of like, this is my one rank player, two rank player, three rank player, four, blah, 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 blah. You, know, you guys get it. That's cool. But we're also going to do the horizontal board, which is vertical rows or vertical columns are positions. And the rows are tiered off for how good the players grade. So you can put them in buckets. And you're gonna color, I'm gonna color code this that highlights the Dolphins on the roster starters at those positions. And then I wanna look at and identify how many options do I have at each position group that are better than the dude you got on the roster? Where is the biggest upgrade opportunity at linebacker? And if it's Jack Campbell versus Jerome Baker, and Campbell makes it to 51, I don't know that he will. But if he's on the board, and that's the biggest jump, that's the easiest sales pitch in the world that you could possibly have to justify a pick. He is the biggest upgrade at a position of need. He is the best player at a position of need. Not drafting exclusively for position of need. I'm not defining it on which player or which position do I need the most. Because that's how you would end up drafting just hypothetically, and somebody's going to catch a body here, and, and apologies, but Jalen Duncan at 51. Well, we need a tackle, so let's draft a tackle at 51. Okay, well, Jalen, that's fine. Jalen Duncan would hypothetically be the best available tackle, but he's a 76.67, and your other starting tackle is a 74, so he's a two-point upgrade, but if Jack Campbell's on the board, he's a nine-point upgrade over Jerome Baker. And that's obviously there, there's an NFL curve with grading the NFL guys, and it's not that simple, and it's not guaranteed that it's going to have that kind of dividend. But through my evaluation process, that's, that's how it's going to work. And those are going to be the big picture conversations that you have at the end when you're going into draft night next Thursday and next Friday is like, all right, Thursday, we don't have a pick. Maybe we get up on the board, somebody trades us up into a spot. But if we don't, the objective is I want to see names coming off the board that don't whittle down our list. And at linebacker, I even consider when I'm going to do this exercise, Dion Henley is a four-point upgrade over Jerome Baker. Is there a world in which that's the best available upgrade at a position that we generally perceive to be any level of need for Miami? Yeah, four points is nothing to sneeze at. But I can already tell you, I mean, I'm just looking at the grades I gave the offensive lineman. Lee Meikenberg sitting here as the starting offensive lineman with a grade of a 70. I promise you, the interior offensive linemen that are going to be available at pick 51, there's going to be a bigger gap than four. So from a linebacker perspective, as I process what's available and I process the depth and how many players are grading closely together? I mean, you've got Sanders, Overshown, Sewell, Cam Jones, Owen Popo, Dorian Williams, all within 
three, three and a half points of each other. That's a lot of names. So I might find myself having much more of an appetite to come back to linebacker instead of saying, hey, let's go get an upgrade at 51 at linebacker unless it's Jack Campbell to be able to say, let's see if we can get an extra day three pick. And then the that depth of that third slash fourth tier of linebackers, is that might be when that really pays dividends for you because there's going to be a surplus at a non-premium position. So again, this is all the opportunity cost, big picture questions that you have to ask yourself. It's not just making a decision in a vacuum, right? Because making a decision in a vacuum is say, okay, yeah, I feel really good about it. You can make any decision in a vacuum and say, yeah, I feel really good about it. But what was the opportunity cost? It's like that uh, three columns, five rows, $5, $4, $3, $2. Build your best like three-man basketball lineup for $15 or for $10. And you can pick three players, but you got to either pick three players that are 4 and $3 a piece, or you pick a $5 player, a $4 player, and a $1 player, right? All of that, all of the combinations and iterations piece together. And as I'm looking at linebackers right here, the only one that I really feel like I'm going to have a strong appetite for adding based on his accolades, based on the individual prospect spotlight that we did for him to be in the conversation at pick 51 is Jack Campbell. I'm going to continue talking a little bit about the conflicts of upgrades here uh, to bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close before we shift years. I've already done Steve Avila from TCU. He's going to be our first prospect spotlight on the interior offensive line. Uh, and then we have a smorgasbord of miscellaneous players at positions like Julius Brents and DJ Turner at corner, Cindy Brown at the safety position. Just a handful of guys that I'm pretty familiar with uh, that you can make an argument for based on if the Dolphins are going to draft for long-term needs. But that, that'll be uh, down the road here the rest of the week. we got to finish linebackers and talk about continue, the continued conflict of upgrade opportunities that the linebacker position presents here on Locked on Dolphins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jerome Baker is also a kind of wild card in this entire evaluation process because I can absolutely see Jerome Baker being a better version of himself. And if I've regraded him in this exercise 10 months from now, I could very easily see him being a player who's an 82, 83, 84, somewhere in that stratosphere versus, you know, right on the fringe of an 80. I think he's an adequate level starter right now. But I would openly acknowledge Jerome Baker was asked to do a lot of stuff. And the Dolphins really didn't have any other balanced linebackers in any capacity to be able to do three down rolls. So when you, when you negotiate how... 
Jerome Baker might be better because of the presence of David Long, I think that throws another wrench and curveball into this discussion where you're looking at marginal upgrade opportunities where you could say, well, Trenton Simpson's like a half a point graded higher with a projection basis, knowing full well that he's a kind of a raw player and more of a hybrid type linebacker and not a stack linebacker anyway. Now, we've seen Jerome Baker have some success in a hybrid linebacker, rush linebacker role in the past, but I don't suspect that that's going to be part of his menu of responsibilities when he gets to the Vic Fangio system. So will that help him? Will that hurt him? I could see that one going either way, but the other thing that we do know, of course, with Jerome Baker is he's entering into a contract here in 2024, so he's got two years left on his deal. But Miami could move on from Jerome Baker after the season and save about $10 million in cap space. And that's not to say if they did it after June 1st either. But I think with the, the sizable amount of cap space that they can save, this thing with Jerome is going to go one of two ways. You're going to get a player extension and reduce the immediate cap and kick that back out down the road because there's ample flexibility in 2025 and beyond. Or you're going to part ways with Jerome Baker and get younger at the position. We haven't even mentioned Channing Tindall yet either. As a third-round pick with a year in the system, he's another wild card that I think really muddies the water to justify for marginal upgrades with these player evaluations for linebacker being picked. So as we've done the linebacker position, the, the, the final assessment and decision that I've come to is this. Unless it's Jack Campbell at 51, I'm probably not going to pound the table for a linebacker. I would not be mad with Diane Henley. I would understand the thought process. I would not be mad at 84 with Overshone or Simpson or Sanders. And I would get why they would go after any of those players, even if it was earlier than I would personally do it at 51. I get why there would be an, an appetite for a fit there. But if you're asking yourself the question is, what selection is going to get this roster best, the best version of itself in the short term and the long term, I think it's Campbell or bust to get you there in 2023. So a lot of research, a lot of legwork. We're familiar with the players. If they, they do put themselves in position, they add one. We'll be mentally prepared for whoever that may be. But um, this is a position group that I, I think the numbers game is against Miami for a day two selection when it's all said and done. Hopefully uh, the numbers game's in our favor uh, here on Locked on Dolphins because we have a lot more content coming. Hope that all of you come back and are everydayers as a part of your day-to-day here on Locked on Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I want to thank all of you for tuning into the show. Hit subscribe, follow along, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'll be back again later today to tell you about Steve Avila, the offensive guard from TCU. And until next time, peace and fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.